Committee into order. Start with the prayer and a pledge. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for bringing us together to do the will of the residents of the city. Help us to see the truth and act upon it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Here. Mr. Bronner? Here. Mr. Bishop? Here. Mr. Boehner? Here. Mr. Tallman? Here. Mrs. Kroger? Here. Mrs. Edichico? Here. Seven present. We have a quorum for business and a quorum for legislation. Next up is approval of minutes from December 5. So moved. Second. I'm going to give that to Mrs. Kroger. Was that Mrs. Kroger? All right. Uh, motion to approve the December 5th minutes by Mr. Boehner. Second by Mrs. Kroger. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Passes by voice vote. Guest speaker, Linda Fitzgerald. And McCluskey representative, you're up.
Good evening, Mayor, members of council and staff. It is a pleasure to be here this evening to put before you a proposal from McCluskey Chevrolet, which is under the name of Next Gen Automotive 2 LLC, but we know them lovingly as McCluskey in our community. And they have, uh, they have um, plans for their facility at 8525 Reading Road. They've been there, I think, 15 years. Yeah, I was going to ask. Which year? 73. 73. Hmm. Awesome. That is awesome. So this request is being asked, uh, the tax incentive, to help support a planned expansion that will include more space for their body shop including parts storage and work technician things. The total new investment is $1.8 million, and you all have, hopefully, in front of you the summary and staff recommendation that lists um, all the items in that $1.8 million. Keep in mind that the tax abatement that is being requested will only be on the new investment. So the existing value of the property and land will still be taxed. And what will happen as a result of this expansion? McCluskey will create 18 new jobs at uh, their facility, and they will retain 15 existing jobs. What you like to hear is that that will result collectively, the existing and new jobs, in about $68,000 a year in earnings tax. The um, request that McCluskey is making is for a 50% tax abatement on the new value for six years. And just a little background on how uh, the Community Improvement Corporation, they reviewed this request by McCluskey and how they came up with that proposed 60% for five years as the, is the city has always had a CRA um, <clears throat> benchmark sheet to arrive at the term and the rate of any proposed Community Reinvestment Act CRA tax abatement. And that looks at things like job creation, uh, new investment, but it also looks at some less tangible things. Does, does this proposed development uh, complement the city's master plan? How do the schools feel about this project? So I'd like to talk about that. The CIC is the one making this recommendation, but understand that we hired an attorney, Brenda Weimer of Dinsmore and Scholl, to put the proposed agreement together for you. And we also coordinated with the Reading Schools and put them on notice, uh, informally and formally, that this proposal would be brought before City Council. And um, they are not opposed to it, they're in support of it. And, and, and so that, I think, is very important because schools are such an important uh, partner of ours in the area of economic development. So that being said, uh, staff is requesting that the Reading, Reading City Council approve, approve the proposed CRA 50% for six years with next-gen automotive, McCluskey Chevrolet. And um, I do have with me tonight 
the CEO and president of McCluskey Chevrolet, Keith McCluskey. Keith, why don't you come up? And please come up as well, John. John McCullough has been in the weeds with me putting this project together, and he is the CFO for the company. And then it's, you want to come up? They have Randy Harrell, the architect. Yeah. So if you have any questions between the four of us, we should be able to answer this. Thank you. Okay, council, questions, go ahead. Just a quick question. I was looking over the plans and um, it looks great. Um, my question is about the lot across the street. I believe you guys still own that. And I didn't know if there was any plans in the future for that. That will be uh, the additional parking for the employees that Linda mentioned. So okay. we're going to put the park up. Uh, the landscape is the lighting will be changed. Okay. Okay. It'll look as first class as the park on the other side. You know, when you're in the body business, there are vehicles that are towed in and have been hit. Mm -hmm. So we also plan on putting a horizontal strip of tall 8, 10, 12-foot arbor bikes that would keep those cars out of drive-by okay. sight. Um, the only thing I think helps the area, if you've been, been down there, is Jefferson kind of had a little cul-de-sac and then bent around. Mm -hmm. um, we, we felt that eh, we needed the land. Uh, and it helped clean up the neighborhood a little bit, if you will. There were four structures there, uh, three on Dale Morris's old property, and then the next house north of that that were pretty rough. Uh, just, I mean, a lot of kids and kittens and cats running around and just a, a mess, to be quite frank. But all that's gone and cleaned up and filled up, and that's all going to get paved and, and lit up. And we're very excited about it. The showroom uh, will no longer look like a showroom. <coughs> We want it to look like a first-class commercial structure, so Randy's got a, got a the, the 10,000 square foot addition back in the back part of the lot will tie to the current structure, and then the glass that was on the showroom will turn into like windows, four by four windows, let's say, with the proper brick or drive it, and then we'll be able to fit five more body technicians in that work area. But we don't want to do it and just kind of have people looking through the glass and seeing that going on. That doesn't look first class. So the windows would be tall enough that it would just let natural light into them, but then not have it feel like you're seeing cars being worked on, you know, as you go up and down right and right. So, you know, the 1.8 million, we probably could have done it for half of that and just, you know, kind of created it. But we really wanted to kind of finish yeah. out nicely from a landscape overall neighborhood standpoint. The property we'd like to get is the White House that's abandoned just to the south side of the property. If we can get that and level it, you know, we would just level it and, and kind of create a nice pavement down to that lower level so you can get all the way around the building. So that's yet another part that we would kind of help come to up with. Down across from Skyline, I think it's we've, we've bought several properties, like Kate said. It's really made it a nice kind of like campus for us, you know, just keep expanding. Absolutely. The cul-de-sac, uh, I believe part of the overall plan is Jefferson will just curve very nicely to T-bone into Reading Road, and then the cul-de-sac along with those structures are now leveled with, we take down that kind of ugly fence, if you will, that was ours, and kind of fix it all up to fit the new outer perimeters of the, of the new lane that is a new property. And then ultimately, it's just it's going to be you know, probably Progressives and Geico's and State Farm's largest repair facility in the state. So uh, uh, there, our body shop manager, Chad Russell, is doing a 
very good job there. We had all their metrics, and they want us to create more room to take on more of, of their work. I know it almost seems surprising to Linda how high the average salaries are, but great jobs. These body shop technicians, they can turn a lot of hours, as we call it, and really skilled at what they do. You know, it's not easy to fix up a collision repair, so really good jobs that will be coming in with this expansion. One of the questions that Dave Powell, who Councilman Powell, who serves on the Community Improvement Corporation, which had the first look at this, is the aesthetics. How does this look? And uh, their architect uh, reassured us that it, it would have a nice retail, almost office look to it, but also the landscaping uh, would, would be, I'll say, lush, because I know the brand of McCluskey. And it won't be anything other than superb. I'm sure of that. Just given their, their brand and all their traditional facilities. So that was a good question. And I think we got the answer and reassurances that they needed to Yeah, thank you. Anybody else? Council? Scott? Yeah, I was just curious. Um, <clears throat> Linda, you had mentioned the benchmark. And I'm not on the CIC. I was just curious as far as our, our finance people were, you know, is this standard as far as the, the abatement? and overall favorable to us I mean I, I would think Scott that, that's this whole this whole tax abatement is normal um, I've been involved in a couple of them we have probably probably don't have many of them out there anymore do we Linda we have this is our first. We have enterprise zone tax abatements, which yeah. are similar, but this is technically our first community reinvestment act. But they're, they're similar projects. Yeah. Um, I can tell you this that assuming the auditor assesses the improvements at 60% of the value, which is 729000 annual new property taxes will be 24440 And a 50% abatement would save the company about 12220 or 73,000 over the six-year term of the abatement. But I could repeat what our earnings taxes are going to be, and it's, it's... No, I got that already. We, we just haven't, we haven't encountered this in, in the last yeah, two years. Right. No, 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 no. Oh, you never encountered a Correct. Yeah, right. yeah, right. yeah. So, so I, I, I yeah. appreciate your question. <laughs> and the schools, if I can say, um, I, I spoke informally a couple times with the superintendent, and he took it to his board, and they understand that um, in, after six years, the benefit to them will be significant. And if they do not, if, if, if we do not approve this CRA, then they get nothing. You know, it stays as it is now. So it, it, it is a, I, I think, a very positive uh, outcome for both the schools in the city. And I appreciate your asking uh, those questions. Since it's and, and once we get started, we got an estimate on the, the timeline. Uh, leave that to these guys. We want to get started on as fast as we can. It's the right of the switch and give us the additional work as soon as we have the additional space to hire the additional people. And one thing that's very important to understand is that McCluskey cannot bid out any projects before this CRA is approved by council. So this step is very important uh, for them to get the approval so they can start planning. And a lot of good work's already gone into it with uh, MST and a couple of air partners, you know, a lot of engineering and planning, so we're, you know, we're ready to um, get going on for sure. Just kind of speaking to the taxes, if you look at the breakdown of real estate taxes, 
a very small percentage comes back to your adding. I think it's like two or three percent. I meant to look up before I came tonight. Two percent. So in reality, if we're fifty percent, we're knocking it down to one, and then, uh, but we we see the earnings tax. So it's a it's a net gain for us. So. Yeah, I think the big positive is that fast will be in the seventh year. It shoots back up, and for the rest of time, it's the higher amount. So it just is kind of something that a lot of municipalities use to attract talented, good businesses, i.e. Dublin, we have 15-year tax abatement on the expansion there. That's a wonderful project. Sims Township with J.C. Penney is doing tax abatement for 10 years, so it's, it's a pretty common thing out there. Mr. Brenner. I think it's also important to note that, <clears throat> excuse me, that property down there, all the way down between there and Galbraith Road, has been kind of dilapidated for many years. This might be the uh, project to springboard some other people to build down there or take out some property and put something else in there. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, I mean, we're keeping a great company here. Well, I appreciate the uh, um, obviously the jobs coming in, <clears throat> but also the the attention to the architectural detail um, to make it look nice. Yeah, yeah, we're excited. We also don't plan on leaving the four three five location. So even though that's not in the city of Reading, uh, that's Arlington Heights. Right. Mm -hmm. Those those people come and eat at Skyline and come up here and you know spend money in the area. And we're very excited about what ODOT's doing with the four additional lanes that aren't going to cut through the valley and who knows what they'll do with that land but they have to do something with it. I think if you guys were all thinking about you know obviously what sort of economic expansions you could do with that land that the government will you know vacate once they open that up it's quite a few years old sure. but um, that property there that three and a half acres uh, cross county is going to kind of roll around it we're going to become more visible. So instead of going north down and up over and not seeing down at that three and a half acres, all eight lanes are going to go right by that property at the Galbraith exit. So just that much busier for the general area and for us and kind of unleashes, I think, some pretty significant value down through the valley. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Any council? Any others? Well, I wonder if we can go out of order and, and, and vote on this and let these guys go their way and get back. So I was going to ask, do you have a timeline that do you need this ordinance passed? Sooner the better because we can't get anything until we know. So uh, if it was today, we could get started sooner. If it's longer than that, we just have to wait for it before we're allowed to get it. You know, and it's absolutely huge that our schools support it. And, you know, it's a plus for us. I'll, I'll make a motion. we got to turn and put this ordinance on the floor. Second. Second. Uh, there's a motion on the floor by Mr. Boehner and a second by Mr. Powell to go out of order to put this ordinance to a vote at this or have the reading, correct? Right. Is that right? Have the reading of this ordinance and possible passage at this point in time. Uh, so we'll do a roll call vote because we're in the middle of the meeting changing the agenda. Uh, roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. <clears throat> Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The motion carries. 
So we'll make a motion we entertain public comment at this time. All right. Specific to the uh, ordinance for the CRA for McCluskey. A motion on the floor. Is there a second? Second. Motion on the floor for comment. Um, motion by Mr. Powell, second by Mrs. Kroger. Uh, we'll do this one voice vote. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, public comment. Street, Reading, Ohio. Um, I really wanted to address council this evening on two totally unrelated matters, but hearing about this for the first time this evening, I, I express no opposition to the inclusion of this improvement as part of uh, uh, being eligible for the uh, community reinvestment area uh, tax rebate. But what I did want to uh, raise as a concern is. Um, one item that I think should be of importance to everyone here, uh, the city of Reading, as you well know, is an area that has been subject to flooding and there has been um, considerable uh, efforts made to try to mitigate uh, the effects of additional impervious uh, cover within our community. And it seems to me that I have not seen the plans, but I did hear a term of 10,000 square feet as a uh, new building. It's a quarter of an acre. Our stormwater regulations do call for uh, compliance in the event that more than one acre of ground is disturbed as part of a, any new development. And if they've got parking lots as well as this building, it may trigger a requirement to um, comply with our stormwater regulations. So I would hope that the administration would be monitoring that situation closely and ensure that that takes place. It does every time. Beyond that, absolutely. The, uh, Hold on. The, the area, I believe, is in a design review district. And while we've also heard now about efforts at um, uh, improving some landscaping, which is well received, I think, by most in the community, um, it may be advisable for a effort to be made to include street trees along Reading Road. The city of Reading does have a 20-year-old um, uh, streetscape improvement plan that designated trees along the entirety of Reading Road. And while um, shrubbery might be of some benefit, it seems to me that trees might be uh, something that we should consider to be incorporated in the plan as part of the design review process. So those are my comments on that. You want me to reserve the other ones? Until comments are for just this topic. Yeah, just for this topic right. at this time. McCluskey team, any response? Uh, the 10,000 square feet, first of all, is two stories, so it's 5,000 square feet. Would you mind coming up to the microphone so we can all hear you? And Sorry, it just won't Catch it on there. tape. <laughs> uh, the 10,000 square foot structure is two stories, so 5,000 square foot of footprint and it's going on to an impervious surface already. So it doesn't mark building it in a green field, it's on a blacktop lot. And furthermore, we have to comply with all of that by design or we can't build it. So that, that for sure was a good point and we, we will adhere to that. Any further questions, comments from council? Well, you know, talking about that, you know, when the Hamley County 
Commissioner Driehaus was here back in November. This topic came up, but uh, we spend a lot of money in, the, in our sewer bills cleaning stormwater. And what they're looking at at some point, we don't know when, is people that have large impervious surfaces uh, that run into a storm drain will have to start paying a fee so much a square foot because that, they need that extra money to separate the storm water from the, from the sanitary water so it doesn't go into the the, um, the cleanup stage. We're cleaning up more storm water than we've ever had before, which costs us money. It's a waste of time and money. But that's something that we don't know how soon that's going to happen, though. And just speaking to that, she uh, kind of reassured that it wouldn't be against citizens. It'd only be the businesses paying for it. But, you know, <laughs> businesses, all they're going to do is raise their prices to... Uh, you know whether whether you're getting a bill indirectly for it or whether you're paying through higher prices, you're still going to pay for that new regulation when it comes in. So, uh, just in regards to Mr. Ashbrock's concern about the trees, I mean I'm a big proponent of it. You know, I remember many of us are members of Rooted Community, but arborvitaes make a perfect natural screen. The neighbor's been using them for four they, years. They stay beautiful. All year they long. stay beautiful year round, and yeah, so. We can definitely adjust to Randy and MSP. I mean, they always have a landscaping plan. They're always looking at previous versus previous. I know working with Randy long enough, they'll be very attuned to all that. I can assure you that uh, the building and zoning department will follow all rules and regulations related to these issues, water management, sedimentation control, and uh, they will get a, a very thorough set of plans to and you know, for years, Keith has been a part of our business roundtable, was a part, I, and has worked closely with the city and has done everything to improve our city, and w without exception there. And I think your dad before you, Keith, so um, they've worked very well with, again, improving our city, and, and they look out for us, and we like to help them. Anything further from Council? Okay, I'll make a motion we suspend the rules quite a second, third reading. Second. Well, we haven't had the reading yet. Well, I'm just <laughs> we, we need the reading first. <laughs> it was a little long in the action. I thought I'd jump in there. <laughs> and which one of you was it? Okay. Okay, Okay. An ordinance authorizing the mayor to enter into a community reinvestment area agreement with NextGen Automotive II LLC as owner of the real property and McCluskey Chevrolet Incorporated as occupant of the real property and as employer and in de in declaring an emergency. So that's the first reading. Motion, we now, we have the, now we have the motion. I'll just. Okay. <laughs> motion by Mr. Boehner, second by Mrs. Edit Chico to suspend the rules requiring the second and third reading. Roll call, please. Uh, yep. Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Bain. Yes. Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. Seven yes. The suspension carries. Motion to adopt. Second. second. Katie and Shelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was first? 
Okay. Like buzzers to light up our names. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> I've been thinking about that for a while. Get into that next year. You know, bonuses right. for motion. So we have a motion to adopt by Mrs. Edichico, second by Mrs. Kroger. Uh, roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number? 2023 42. Did you say 46? 42. 42. 42. 42. 42. Uh, I got a question for you. Do you two copy each other and, and imitate each other's voices? <laughs> oh, we, we sit and practice it. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry See Christmas. You. We practice. Yeah. Practice imitating each other. <laughs> Just to frustrate you. That's, that's right. <laughs> okay. That's, that's it for guest speakers, audience asking participation I believe we have at least one Thank you once again for the record I'll say my name once again Bob Ashbrock 221 Walnut Street Ohio I know that in the past it has been kind of a problem in writing to have uh, proper publication of ordinances um, I have had recent conversations with several people through Facebook, shall we say, that um, they, they question ordinances that have been passed, but they can't find them. And uh, as a result of that conversation, I did a little research and found that the state of Ohio, um, on October 3rd, changed the Ohio Revised Code to allow publication at, on the city's website to function in place of publication in a newspaper of general circulation. It's been my understanding um, throughout that uh, ordinances that are of an enduring nature, not ones that involve the uh, transfer of money, for example, but rather something that imposes a duty on a citizen, such as a traffic law or something of that sort, those ordinances cannot be enforced uh, unless they've been properly published. So I would strongly urge council to take advantage of the uh, state of Ohio's um, modernization, if you will, of this matter and um, take action to ensure that Redding's ordinances get properly published to the website in a timely manner so that the legal requirement for publication can be easily met. I think it would be a great service to most of the citizens here in the city of Redding second thing that I would ask about this evening is um, since I think you're going to be dealing with um, adjustments to appropriations and so on financial matters in general um, I, I'm curious about um, the status of various COVID relief funds that the city has received two years ago I um, addressed council with the hope of having produced for general circulation a narrative description of all the funds that had been received and proper accounting for their expenditure um, and that has not been forthcoming we've heard very little about it um, my understanding that we may have received money under two separate federal acts the cares act and the American Rescue Plan. Um, in one instance, the money was supposed to specifically be received into a 
special reserve fund that would be known as identified as a local fiscal recovery fund. So I presume such a fund exists in our books and that we could determine very quickly what the values of the remaining assets in that fund would be. Um, I think there were requirements for either monthly or quarterly reports to be sent to the feds. And I've heard precious little from anyone over the intervening two years with regard to any of that money. Can I comment? So and I would love to, too. Hold on. Let, wait, when, he's, when he's finished, when he's finished, yes. But I think it's also worth noting that when those funds were originally allocated by the feds, they had some uh, preferred methods for which they should be spent. And it was a long list. I believe they've changed that list over the years as various uh, local governments found it difficult to find avenues to spend uh, the money that would comply with those requirements. But the original uh, documents emphasize expenditures on water system improvements and sewers. And I know that in the city of Reading, there is ongoing concern about uh, lead, lead service lines and uh, there may be some kind of a uh, long-term <coughs> obligation that the city has to remove and replace those. So if there are COVID funds available, it would seem to me that as a priority, uh, council and the administration would want to retain any residuals for that purpose. <coughs> So I ask you to uh, consider that as you um, move forward with uh, determining your spending priorities. Thank you. All right, Ms. Smith, go ahead. Um, so I just want to make a couple comments back to Bob's question. Um, I know that from our standpoint, any expenditures have been posted on Ohio <laughs> checkbook. So the 501 COVID fund has been there. We did not have to make a different fund, if I'm recalling correct from the treasurer's office. So the 501 for all the funds to sit in was fine. The last timeline update that I heard from the administration and Patrick has been that by this coming December, everything needs to be spent. Going back to your original comment about water and sewer, um, it was infrastructure in general. So I sat in on all those meetings just like a lot of us did for you know, the county, the state, and the federal <coughs> government to talk about that. And infrastructure can mean multiple things. That's the reason why we're allowed to get you know, a new accounting software and payroll software for the whole you know, entire city. That's considered infrastructure. The reason why there was a lot of pushback about the water and the sewer is because you know, in plans like just like, you know, community development plans federally, there's other plans for different pots of money to be rolling out for those reasons. Of course, they were like, hey, please latch onto this because we'd love for you to use this money for that instead of, you know, us having to provide a bigger pot of money later for a federal mandate. Um, so that's kind of been the conversation at my finance officer meetings and around the state of you know sure it's great if you did that but at the same time you didn't have to we as a city also were very conservative with the amount that we took um, from different covid relief funds some of the amounts can trip an audit a singular audit um, which you know would run the city anywhere between 30 and forty-five thousand dollars to complete the audit and if it's only a two hundred thousand dollar extra um, where does that lie plus you know different uh, communities around us you know, there was like this whole push for water, um, touchless 
sinks, touchless, you know, toilets at your facilities and things like that. Um, but then when they went to get auditing through that, you know, those were kind of like a little more luxury based items than what, you know, infrastructure would mean for other items. So I know that right now, um, there are no definite plans for the remaining money, but there has been discussion. I've been personally asked, like, you know, if there's anything or I've heard anything from the different departments on items. I know that all the people sitting up here is, have heard, like, different items from their different departments that they kind of coordinate for their committees of different items for the rest of the pot of the money. So I know that Patrick and the administration with Bo have... Um, definitely been talking about a way to spend it. Fortunately and unfortunately, uh, it's 500000 and below for that pot of money. And he does report on a quarterly basis and then a yearly. I think he has an annual that he also does. So um, he'll ask the backup for me and the backup from the treasurer's office to provide some of that. Um, and then I know that, like I said, we're still in limbo, but it's going to be pretty easy based on the list that we have from the different departments to figure out how to get that spent appropriately. So just know that it is, but I don't necessarily know if water and sewer are those items because of the other talks like in the greater community. So it's something we've talked about at length. Don't worry about the other fund that you talked about because we created a whole brand new fund for this that will eventually go away. Um, and that other pot of money, because you're right, it came from two different sources. They were allowed to be put in the same fund. So, um, and some people pushed back and didn't even create a fund for it because they could just have the accounting of that money, you know, and as long as the bills represented the amount brought in, it was fine as well. You know, you have cities and communities that might have seven funds and you have cities and communities that have 80 and 90 funds. So know that just the accounting of it doesn't mean by that fund appearance that it's being accounted for appropriately. So those are my initial comments on that. Um, I'm not exactly sure because I just paid for something for $99,000 for the service department, but I think it was $500,000. I just moved to a new accounting software 14 days ago. So I know it's at the $500,000 and below now. Which has been reported on, you know, in public meetings. Mm -hmm. And again, yeah. from day one, we have been in communication with the administrators of this program, following their guidelines, doing our reports, and to insinuate we haven't, is, is just another blatantly false statement. We've been open about it. Council has voted on uh, spending some of those dollars. And I'm sorry if you haven't heard about it. It's simply because you haven't kept yourself, uh, you know, up to date with a city writing council meetings. I was Followed gonna, every guideline. I was just going to say that I do think uh, Sabrina's been pretty clear with um, where we've been spending COVID funds. We have voted on ordinances where it has said in the ordinance that, you know, some of the money is coming out of the 501, the COVID fund. Um, and as far as the lead lines go, our service department has been going around and checking for them. And I do believe um, the machine that we purchased for that came out of the COVID fund. Right. Yeah. And that was all part of the ordinance. So, grant all and I think all right. dollars that have been, all dollars that have been spent out of the COVID fund have come through council, you know, just to right. keep that open communication. Plus I post everything on Ohio checkbook too, just to, you know, make sure that, you know, and plus, I mean, I can run a report and get that number, you know what I mean, of all the items that we've purchased. So, and have done that. Any others? And I mentioned in my report last month that the money had to be spent by the end of next year as well. So. You know, I'm glad you did that, Andy, because uh, for a year and a half, I was asking when do we need to spend that money, and Mayor Evendale 
the one that told me it had to be 2024. And I got with Patrick and somewhere around July or so, he confirmed that was true. And I said, okay, fine. If I got an answer to that question, because it was just hanging out there, nobody, either nobody knew or nobody didn't want to report. I don't know which. Any other comments? All right. Moving on, reading of communications. We have none. Executive session. Uh, we'll need a motion to move to executive session. Motion to move to executive session. Second. We need to state why. We need to state the reason. Discuss the pay ordinance. Okay, so there's a motion on the floor by Mr. Bronner, second by Mrs. Kroger, to move to executive session to discuss a pay ordinance. Um, roll call, please. Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Boehner. Yes. Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. <laughs> Mrs. Edichico. Yes. Seven yes. We are in executive session as of 807.
Gottes. Come wide and wait for him to hit the button. Wait, can you repeat that, please? Make a motion to come back from executive session. Second, uh, Mr. Browner, are you going to second that again? Yes, sir. We, we had to get it on, on tape. Okay, so we have a motion by Mr. Boehner and a second by Mr. Bronner to return from executive session. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. We are returned from executive session at 845. Okay. First ordinance has already been read. So we're on to the second ordinance, uh, second ordinance in the legislative session.
an ordinance to make appropriations for current expenses and other expenditures of the city of Reading, state of Ohio, during the period ending April 30th, 2024. I make a motion we suspend the rules quite a second, third reading. Second. second. Thank you. Motion by Mr. Boehner, second by Mrs. Edda Chico to suspend the rules requiring a second and third reading. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edda Chico? Yes. Seven yes. Rules are suspended. Motion to adopt. Second. Motion to adopt by Mr. Bronner, second by Mrs. Kroger. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number? 2023-43. Thank you. Next up. An ordinance authorizing an expenditure not to exceed $5,000 for expenses related to inauguration and declaring an emergency. I'll make a motion to suspend the rule requiring a second and third reading. Second. Motion to suspend the rule requiring a second and third reading by Mrs. Edda Chico, second by Mrs. Kroger. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edda Chico? Yes. That's seven yes. Rules. The rule is suspended. Motion to adopt. Second. Motion to adopt by Mrs. Kroger, seconded by Mr. Bishop. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number? 2023 44. An ordinance authorizing the mayor and safety service director to sign a contract with the fire department union. RCFA and declaring an emergency. I'll make a motion to suspend the rules requiring a second and third reading. Second. Motion by Mr. Bronner, second by Mrs. Kroger to suspend the rules requiring a second and third reading. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Is there a motion to adopt? Motion to adopt. Second. Motion to adopt by Mrs. Kroger, second by Mr. Bishop. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Chico? Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number? 2023-45. An ordinance establishing fees and charges for the City of Reading uh, parks, programs, and recreational facilities and declaring an emergency. Discussion. Yep. Discussion, Mr. Talman. This is honestly, it was just a clerical change to 2024. The fees for rentals have not changed at all. Um, simply a change had to be made for the ordinance to reflect the new year. So Does it have to be passed tonight? I suppose not. Talking to Patrick, it, the benefit of passing it earlier means it's the sooner we pass it, the sooner we can start booking 
running out parks and facilities, Hafey Fieldhouse and whatnot for the right, cause we had delays in years past and then it was like there was like 10 posted notes of people like wanting you know different things so i think it's to get it on the books for that too but it's important to note that the prices have not gone up correct at yeah all. continuation i'm sure there'll be someone calls tomorrow if <laughs> we pass it motion to spend the rules requiring a second and third reading i'll second Motion to suspend rules requiring the second, third reading by Mrs. Kroger, seconded by Mrs. Edichico. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The rule is, is suspended. Motion to adopt? Second. second. <laughs> uh, we'll go with Mrs. Kroger and Mrs. Edichico again. Uh, motion by Mrs. Kroger to adopt, second by Mrs. Edichico. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number? 2023-46. Make sure you change the dates on that. I did. Thank you. Okay. An ordinance amending ordinance 2023-06, which authorizes the safety service director to employ certain temporary, seasonal, and part-time help in declaring an emergency. Discussion, please. Discussion, Mr. Tomlin. State of Ohio minimum wage is going up 35 cents, effective January 1st. And as such, if we want to maintain good employees at our at our pool and our parks, our, our pay scale has to reflect that increase. We start taking uh, applications on January 2nd, which is why I would like to make a motion to suspend the rules requiring a second and third reading. Second. Motion by Mr. Tommen to suspend rules requiring a second, second and third reading, seconded by Mr. Bronner. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The rule is suspended. Motion to adopt. Second. Motion to adopt by Mrs. Edichico. Seconded by Mrs. Kroger. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. Ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number? 202347. Oh. Okay. An ordinance amending provisions of the Chapter 8, 880 of the Reading Codified Ordinances to reflect changes in the Reading Tax Code mandated by the passage of HB. 33 by the Ohio General Assembly enacting changes to chapter 718 of the revised code and declaring an emergency. Discussion, please. Discussion, Mr. Tomlin. Uh, Sabrina, I just wanted to thank you. I trust that it was from you that kind of highlighted the, the parts of this code. I'm sorry, it wasn't. It was from it was Shannon, Shannon, correct? Though. From Shannon in the treasurer's office. Well, yeah. Thank you to Shannon. <laughs> uh, I was just hoping uh, Maybe we could just get a, a quick layman's summary of what's going on here. 
I can do a, a quick assessment of 33. I just wrote some notes down real quick. There was three major things that affected the municipalities. First one was it reduces the fees and penalties for late filing. Second extends the due date for filing municipal net profits tax. The tax returns from the October 15th to November 15th. And the third one that I drew out of it was it exempt, exempts individuals under 18 from municipal tax altogether. So we're just aligning our language to fit the state's new language? Yes, right. we, we kind of have to, it's kind of a formality. We, we kind of have to follow what they change. Thank you. Be curious to see how that, you know, the, that affects our, our bottom line there. I don't know how much young individuals, you know, minors pay anyway. I know ours typically, you know, fall under the threshold where they don't have to pay, but. But to our pool employees now under 18, they will no longer have to file. Right. Yeah, it, it, it creates some challenges, certainly, both for employers, for the city, um, and I'm not sure how much, I don't know that it's going to hurt us terribly, but I think the, uh, the almost the cost of managing it is going to be a bigger, you know, we, we don't, and anyway, we could have a very long discussion about this. <laughs> I'll make a motion we suspend the rules quite a second, third reading. Second. Okay. Oh boy, it was a tie. I'll give it to Mrs. Kroger. Motion to suspend a rule requiring a second and third reading by Mr. Boehner, seconded by Mrs. Kroger. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Browner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The rule is suspended. Motion to adopt. Second. Okay. Motion to adopt by Mrs. Kroger, seconded by Mr. Bishop. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number? 2023-48. The treasurer's office is. Thank you. <laughs> An ordinance authorizing the auditor to transfer 120000 from the Municipal Road Fund, account 275, to the Streets and Curbs Fund, 230, and Street Maintenance Fund, 210, and declaring an emergency. Discussion? Discussion, Mr. Powell. Could you uh, fill in the details on the reason for this, Sabrina? Yeah, so I think Patrick um, would definitely comment that, and Bo can probably back up on this, that we're trying to like um, consolidate some of our funds. So this is like the first start in that process to like help with um, being able to do that. Um, just because there's some cleanup to be done. Um, some things were definitely purchased out of the general fund at times, the streets and curbs and vice versa, and then maybe some um, kind of reimbursements and other funds. So you're gonna see a couple of these um, between now and of course next year and stuff to kind of clean some things up. And it, this looks like this was from a really old fund that's- Yes. So, and you know, we were able to find some receipts stating that it's been paid out of other funds, including those funds as well. Um, so I think he worked with the law director to kind of start the conversation of doing this in multiple different fashions. So you're gonna see it for a couple different things to get the money more appropriated for what our city needs now, but it's already been spent and dealt with, you know, when the, from since when the money came in. Any further discussion? I'll make a motion to suspend the rule requiring a second and third reading. Second. 
dynamic duo there. All right, motion to suspend rules requiring the second and third reading by Mrs. Edichico, second by Mrs. Kroger. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The rule is suspended. Motion to adopt. Second. Motion to adopt by Mr. Bishop, seconded by Mr. Boehner. Roll call, please. Mr. Thank Powell? You. Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number? 2023-49. An ordinance authorizing the Mayor and Safety Service Director to sign a contract with the Public Works Union, AFSCME, and declaring an emergency. Motion to suspend the rules require second and third reading. Second. Motion to suspend the rules requiring the second and third reading by Mrs. Kroger, seconded by Mr. Bronner. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. This is at a Chico. Yes. The uh, seven yes, the, the uh, rule is suspended. Motion to adopt. Second. Second. We got the second over there. Mark Okay. Motion to adopt by Mr. Bronner, second by Mr. Bishop. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number? 202350. An ordinance granting the auditor the right to make an election to become a full-time employee and the establishment of the position of full-time auditor with benefits and declaring an emergency. I'll make a motion. We have suspended rules according to second, third reading. Second. Motion to suspend rules requiring the second and third reading by Mr. Boehner, seconded by Mrs. Edichico. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Motion to adopt. Second. Motion to adopt by Mr. Powell, seconded by Mr. Bronner. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes on both. So we have the suspension and now the adoption uh, ordinance number. 2023-51. An ordinance authorizing the adjustment of appropriations of the following 2023 general fund accounts and declaring an emergency. Discussion. Discussion, Mr. Tomlin. I was just curious what the adjustments are. Or, again, if I could just get a quick summary of what we're doing and why yeah so um these adjustments are done um at the end of the year because there might have been some ordinances that people 
worked on or just the way the payables slight to back to December when it might be due in January um, that leads for an increase based on projects or just accounts payable. So we do a settle up at the end of the year. Um, Patrick does all the general fund numbers because it kind of like checks through um, multiple checks um, of everything that I've done through the year too. Um, and then I do the non-general fund. So um, this year we, we went with just increasing funds. So this is not a budget meeting to tell you where we landed um, because of the new computer system. So sometimes you'll see us decrease funds, which that's why in his email to everybody, he put in the narrative that we were well under you know, our, our greater appropriation um, and spent well under what we received in this year um uh, as the conservative values that our administration holds so that's why these increases are made because this is money that was actually spent out of those so i think we were two million under what the county appropriated for us i think pat said we were five hundred thousand dollars above what we appropriated we had three or four retirements where we paid out dollars we restructured the fire department and added employees um, goodness gracious, right before the meeting, there were several others. Pat will explain in detail to you. Um, he had a flat tire uh, earlier and wasn't able to make it here. Let me see if I think of either other. Just, you know, again, the three, four retirements, costly. Um, once again, we have more full-timers now in our fire department. Um, goodness gracious seems like there were several others too scott we'll get those yeah every line item has a reason so yeah the mayor's right so each one of them so but all normal payables and that's his check that he does on my stuff is that you know, all this looks normal or was already approved by council in some way so we wait till the end of the year to kind of shore it all up together yeah, and something ha that happens every year and it is mathematically done he'd be able to explain to you line item by I just thought it. you guys would want to celebrate saying we spent under what was appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we knew, well, we, we, we do always it with wish you knew side. now, <laughs> you know, what you knew okay. what happened at the beginning of the year, but no, they're all Thank all you. Completed. I'll make a motion to suspend the rule requiring a second and third reading. Second. Motion to suspend the rule requiring the second and third reading by Mrs. Edichigo, second by Mrs. Kroger. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The rule is suspended. Motion to adopt. Second. Motion to adopt by Mrs. Kroger, second by Mr. Boehner. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? <clears throat> yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. I'm sorry. Mrs. Kroger. <laughs> Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. Ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number twenty twenty three fifty two. An ordinance authorizing the increase of appropriations in the following non-general funds and declaring emergency. Just quick discussion. Um, uh, that's got to come from oh, council. Discussion. Thank you, Mrs. Kroger. Um, I just wanted to let you know, like some of them, especially. The sewer one was just increased because they decided to catch up their billing. Um, so there'll be an extra, there was an extra two bills within this year that are going to come out. And then also because we do transfers, um, that also becomes an expense for some of the funds. It's not a real expense. It's going to like say the growth fund or something like that. Um, so that was another reason for increases in that. So other discussion? The sewage disposal trust fund 
That's what we actually pay to build MSD. We get to keep 7% of the bill, and that's where the sewer service fee money comes from. I'll make a motion we adopt the order. Uh, suspend the rules, call a second and third reading. Second. Motion to suspend a rule requiring a second and third reading by Mr. Boehner, seconded by Mrs. Edichico. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The rule is suspended. Motion adopted. Second. Second. Thank you. Motion to adopt by Mr. Boehner, seconded by Mrs. Kroger. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number? 2023-53. Most adjourned. Nope. We have one more ordinance. <laughs> That's all and miscellaneous business. That's all I had. We you didn't get the updated one. <laughs> well, when I come out, five o'clock? Yeah. Five something. An ordinance establishing salaries for certain elected and appointed officials effective January oh. 1st, 2024, and thereafter, and declaring an emergency. Make a motion to suspend the rules requiring a second and third reading. Yeah. I'll have it with me though. I did see second. it. Second. We have a motion to suspend the rules requiring the second and third reading by Mr. Bronner, seconded by Mrs. Edichico. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Motion adopt. Oh, second. Well, on. Yes. Seven yes. The rule is suspended. Motion to adopt by Mr. Boehner, second by. Second. Mr. Bishop. Mr. Bishop. All you bald-headed guys stood together, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on to something. <laughs> I'm not bald. I just mow it off. Uh, same thing. It's actually AstroTurf. Same thing. <laughs> All right. We have a motion to adopt by Mr. Boehner, second by Mr. Bishop. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Boehner. Yes. Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance is adopted. Roll uh, ordinance number. Twenty twenty three fifty four. Motion adjourned. Hold on, we have miscellaneous business first. We have miscellaneous business. Okay, Miss Mrs. Smith. Um, sorry, I just have to give this to the clerk of council because of the passing of my ordinance and then it's given to you. So. Very good. Okay, and Mr. Powell. I uh, wanted to thank the outgoing president of council for his service the last couple of years yes. i'll second here. that here here anybody else mrs Kroger. Yeah, i'd I like to <laughs> i'd like to thank to well two things the reappropriation of funds and sabrina will tell you this patrick i think finished at five or six o'clock today um they try to push it as far into the year as they as we can to get the best reflection we can so that's why you didn't have it i imagine all uh, typed out and sent to you and and no extra meeting you're welcome like yeah, yeah. Oh, and you know sabrina always warns all of our department heads to end payments by what the 14th this year yeah. again to try to accumulate all this and then to readjust some you know funds are underspent you know and sometimes fire doesn't spend as much as what was appropriate and police will spend more 
on and on. So it is a uh, detailed. Other than that, you know, I, I, I think we're another year here, very blessed as a city. You know, God's been good to us. You know, wish everybody a wonderful Christmas, wonderful holidays, wonderful New Year. I want to thank each and every one of you for your dedicated service. I think everybody who, who sits up here finds out it isn't easy. You know, it takes time and research and debate and discussion and appreciate from all of you. Well, again, I wanted to thank uh, Mr. Dom for his service and for not confusing Mr. Bishop and myself tonight. <laughs> I know you struggled with I was working on that, yes. Thank you. I finally got one. Mrs. Kroger, you had and something. Mine is just a, a very heartfelt um, condolences to the Prophet family. Uh, they lost uh, Mrs. Prophet, Joyce Prophet, um, who was wife to long-term councilman Avery Prophet. So, again, condolences to her family. Yeah, thanks for doing that show. I remember Avery. A grandson yeah. of our fire department. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? I just wanted to make a quick comment for anybody watching that. I know we had a lot of ordinances tonight, and we passed all of them on an emergency clause. Um, this is pretty um, common for the end of the year. A lot of the payroll and the payables um, and setting everything up for next year. So just wanted to put that out there for anybody watching. Motion adjourned. Hold on now. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, got one, one, I get one too, okay? Miscellaneous okay. business. 13 ordinances in one meeting. That's pretty uh, pretty strenuous. I was hoping you guys would keep under the 50 ordinance mark, but you got the 54 this year. <sighs> hey, it beats 200. Yeah, I know. I know. Beats 200. I know. All righty. <laughs> Thank you all. Enjoy your yeah. next session. I made a motion. All right. I have recorded your motion. Second. You're not saying anything. <laughs> I got my Mrs. Kroger. All in favor. Aye. Aye. All right. That's by voice vote. Everybody have a good night. We are adjourned. <laughs>